Today's podcast is sponsored by Banner of Truth. Banner of Truth is an evangelical and reformed nonprofit publishing house that puts out the best historical and modern works from the reformed tradition. Check them out at banneroftruth.org. Don't forget, hit them up soon. Mm. They have a Christmas special going on. Bam! Big sale. Bam! Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What's going on, man? Nothing. Just gearing up for the uh, the Christmas season, getting ready for, you know, preaching. And so I've been doing a lot of sermon prep. Yeah, how's the sermon prep coming? Yeah, it's going really good. got some time. I got some time. Uh, you know, I mean, all I need is five minutes, you know. So why are you doing it now? Uh, you know, I figured I should uh, put a little more effort right. this season. Just uh, it's Christmas, extra you know? special, extra special, extra you know? holy, extra holy. So if I don't put at least an hour, then eh, okay. So know. how much time do you really put in on sermon prep? Let's, let's say like when you're because you don't preach every week. Yeah, yeah. So like, but this Christmas season you're going to be preaching twice. Yeah, you're going to be preaching the um, the week before Christmas That's and the right. day of Christmas. That's right. So on average. Uh, I well here I strive for ten to twelve hours. Okay, most likely it's about twelve to fifteen. Okay, that's good. There's a there's a book coming out from a friend of ours named Ryan Hughley, mm. where uh, Hughes. Oh yeah, Huggy, Huggy, yeah, Huggy Bear, Huggy Bear. But he doesn't don't hug him though, because then pecks. Oh dude, then he's, pecks he's rock you. hard. He yeah, is he's like a like, statue. How does he afford T-shirts or just shirts in general that fit him? I feel like no, he, he shreds them when he puts them. I, on. I just feel like he moves his arm, yeah. and it's he just hulks out. Yeah, he he's like the cross-fitting Ryan um, Hulkley. Oh, oh, Ryan Hulkley. All right. Well, he's got a book coming out, um, and uh, it's called I think it's called Eight Hours or Less. He does it in eight hours or less. Well, he's he's written this book to help pastors understand that you can, and most of you will need to, do sermon prep in under 10 hours uh, because— Of all the shepherding and all that You other have stuff. a lot going yeah. on. Now, listen, if you're just a preaching pastor and you have a lot of time devoted to this, you can put in a lot more time. My habit is I tell planters, uh, you know, 10 to 12 hours a week, yeah. give that to your, ser- your, your desk time sermon prep. Yeah. You're always thinking about it. Um, and Ryan's, Ryan says you do it in eight hours and, uh, I'm really interested. It's going to be a good book. He's a really yeah, good I'm going to pick that one up. Listen, Ryan's a very good preacher. So all of you guys going, yeah. uh, Hey, that's not very like, you know, I know a guy, I want to say his name, but you know, it, it rhymes with uh, John McFlother and, uh, he spends like 40 hours a week <laughs> on his sermon prep. All right. Well, first of all, no, he doesn't. But, um, also, um, some people need more time. Some people take more time. Some people can have more yeah. time. But it's going to, I mean, I'm really excited for the book. It's coming out through Moody, so we'll check that out. Oh, uh, yeah. Let, yeah. What well, do you think? Hey, Ryan, can I get a copy? Oh, Ryan. Well, Ryan's going to send me a copy. Don't worry about well, it. Well, I don't know. Vote on me. No, I got it. He's, he's got it. He's Ryan, Ryan. You can read my copy. Oh, okay, cool. Can yeah. I mark it up? No. No. Can I borrow? Wait. What? Whatever. Okay. I, I want to I be able to mark it up. You can mark it up. All right. Ryan you. will send you a copy, I'm sure. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, yeah, Christmas thing. Um, you know, you know, I don't want to say I don't want to say this about I don't want to talk about Ryan too much because I'm kind of a fanboy and I feel like <laughs> I feel like you know if I start talking I'll start gushing because he's so awesome. You know I became a fanboy of the Hughes when he started that podcast. Um, yeah, what's it called, Jimmy? 
You might, you love it so much. What's it called? I used to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. It sounds. It sounds well, because he stopped. He stopped oh, doing it. And, uh, yeah. It's called in the room, fool. Oh, you. Well, he, he doesn't say fool, but yeah. I'm in the room. I'm that's what we would call it. In that's the room, what, comma fool. fool. <laughs> in the room, sucker. <laughs> that's, that's what we would call it. <laughs> but no, he would sit there and he would interview other people and he'd have them in the room and they discuss yeah. a wide range of topics. Uh, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I became a fanboy. Uh, enjoyed meeting with him. Enjoyed uh, smoking a cigar with him. And, and yeah, and now basically if he says it, you believe it because you're a fanboy. Uh, well, yeah, I take what the Hughes says as inerrant scripture. Right. So that's actually what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about fanboys, sycophants, and haters. Um, we love Ryan. Ryan's, Ryan's a dear friend. Yeah. He's been such an encouragement to me over the years. Uh, but I'm not a fanboy, and, uh, but this is, a, this is a big deal. We're going to talk about later on. Uh, a few podcasts from now we'll wind up talking about celebrity culture yeah in, in the, the new year that's yeah. actually going to probably be the first one of the new year okay cool so um, but we've got all of these things already planned out uh, fanboys are a little different from sycophants and obviously mm-hmm. they are way different from haters but yeah. but these are I would say the three kinds of people that are commonly found in the church that we need to avoid yeah and we need to avoid being and I think we also need to correct. Yes. Yeah. We need to be able to address these issues because well, why? Why, why? Why do we need to address that? What's wrong with being a fanboy? Well, I think uh, with a fanboy, kind of what you were alluding to, you take everything the individual says uh, or the organization says, hook, line, and sinker. You, there is no critical thought behind it. There is no engagement with the ideas or, um, or the issues that, that are being discussed. Whatever they say, you go with as that is that that's the that's it that's the so truth. so are you are you a fanboy of Sinclair Ferguson gotta be real yeah yeah um are you a fanboy of John Owen I think well, yeah John Owen yeah I mean I think it's hard not to right like well I shouldn't say it like that it's it's the answer is no. The answer, you're not. I know. I know the answer is no, but I'm trying to think through. In my heart, at times I have been. Sure. No, at so times have I. I have been where I've just kind of been like, oh, like especially when you first engage with it, you're like, yes, yes, everything about this. Like John Owen, I I, I got the whole set uh, over at Banner of Truth. They got they had 50 percent off. I had to get it, um, and and free shipping. And so I'm like, I, you just love. You want to grab everything you can. And you just get so excited, you're you're so enthralled with it, uh, but then over time you start to settle down. I think you start right. to settle down. You start to say, "Wait, hold on. Well, let's got to nuance what you just said there, John. Yeah, you need to maybe clarify that, or I don't necessarily agree with this. Even like when you've talked about the 1689, you know, uh, there are some fanboys of the 1689, uh, and some maybe would say that that we have been, but I think you have mentioned before about there are some things that you take exception to or that you one disagree thing, with. Yeah, yeah and, I, and, and you, now listen, you can be a full subscriptionist to the 1689 yeah. and not have a problem with it. That doesn't make you a fanboy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, 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 the fundamental problem with the fanboy, like Jim said, is not that they appreciate an author yes. or a denomination or a church. It's not that or they... Or an organization right. or network or whatever. Right, that they, they don't... It's not that they... That, the problem is not that they value them, learn from them, esteem them, admire them, honor them. The problem is, like you said, Jim, they, they, they lack a discerning spirit. That's it. And that's not a critical spirit. I mean, it could be a critical spirit in the best possible sense of that term, but they lack discernment. It is that person, that movement, 
that institution then becomes a kind of authority for them. It is like if if somebody in an argument, some people, some fanboys will appeal to their person exactly, yep. and say this settles it. This person, yeah, they've you know, said it. It's now this settled. Is done. It's so I done. don't need to really think about it anymore. So a lack of thought, a lack of discernment. Mm. Uh, the last thing we need a lack of critical engagement. Yeah, right. It's just uh, which means you're not really doing the hard work. Yeah, of it's of like study. It's, you, you might as well just call yourself a Trump supporter or a Clinton supporter or a Sanders supporter. There's no critical engagement with the ideas. You're just you're now. You're, couldn't you're you say that you're a supporter, but you have. So being a supporter isn't a problem. Being the supporter is not the problem. Being the fanboy of that yeah. uh, whatever candidate. That candidate yeah, is. Right. So let's, let's, let's say it this way. Um, the, the, the danger of the fanboy, since a fanboy is, is not just a fan or an admirer, but someone who is lacking the, yes. the, the discerning, the discernment, they're, they're not thinking critically, they're not doing the hard work of theology and study, they're just reading no. and, and embracing. They're allowing another home. person to interpret scripture for them. Yeah, without any, even like Paul was like, hey, check me, read the scriptures. Exactly. Like, let's, if let's there's anything contrary to what I say. Now, the real danger here, um, or at least one of the larger mm-hmm. scale dangers here, seems to be idolatry. Ad- yeah. idolatry. No, I would agree, because you put that person up on a pedestal, and you're looking to them, and I think you mentioned it before, uh, as that ultimate authority. And so the, the way they go, you go. Right. And I'll be honest, even, even like you can be a fanboy and still disagree with people, but yes. still put these people on such a pedestal mm. that you're, they're still functioning as that idol. I, um, we're going to talk about the Puritans in the new year. Yeah. But uh, for yeah, me, a good, this is a really good example for me the, the, the I've been man, I started reading the Puritans in 1994. Yeah, I got my the first Puritan book I ever read was Samuel Bolton's The True Bounds of Christian Freedom. And it was so great. It is such a classic book. And from that point on, I started reading the Puritans and I I so loved the 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 rigorous theology, interaction with scripture, and then how it was always tied to experience. It was always tied to faith, piety, godliness, repentance, yeah. holiness, zeal, passion. Uh, worship. So I, how could you I, not love this? Right. So I've got to love it. So I started reading Puritan after Puritan after Puritan and people in that tradition. And I never bothered to really look at or pay attention to the problems. And even sure, I would disagree. I'm like, well, I disagree here. Yeah. But yeah. I, you know, it's like not a big deal. And I really talk about them up. problems in there in, in practical living or what? Yeah. You talking or about? doctrine or okay. whatever. I just wouldn't spend that much time with it. And I remember when and so for me, like the Puritans were second only to the, Jimmy's making a really awful face right now. No, I just I I got a coffee from Levita here. Yeah, and uh, took a sip of it. How it, good? How good is it? Oh my is gosh, it, so it is good? horrible. <laughs> what happened? Uh, you didn't get a, you didn't get a coffee. What'd you get? No, I got a coffee. I got a coffee. I said, hey man, when when is that coffee? You know, do you have coffee ready? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, taste, how long ago? You taste it. I go, how long ago did you uh, did you make that? He's like, oh, it's recent. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. Yeah, and it's pretty watery. That's gross. All right, keep going. Right, what Sorry. Were you talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. And then so, it wasn't until someone recently, or yeah, yeah at the time, the um, I, okay. my, my 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 alerts went off again. All right. So um, so the the Puritans in my mind were 
pretty flawless. I, yes. I, I love them, and I would talk about them and encourage people to read them, and I still do, of course. But then um, Propaganda came out with a song or a, a piece called uh, Precious Puritans. Mm. And uh, I, I get the pre-releases of these albums because Humble Beast and I have a good relationship. Because you've got a lot of fanboys, and, and you're a pseudo-celebrity, right, right, so, I mean, okay. yeah, you get the hookup right, with right. everything else. I mean, you got your, your two booklets out. You got three more booklets coming. All right, it's all right. Are we, can, I, can I tell the story? Oh, yeah, please tell all the story. Right, okay. so, uh, so I get it early, and I'm listening. And propaganda is just amazing. Everybody over there at Humble Beast is amazing. And I get to Precious Puritans. So I'm like, all right, my, those Precious Puritans, here we go. Mm. And... Prop starts out by explaining in the song, hey, pastors, uh, and this, I'm, this, I'm kind of summarizing it, right? Uh, white guy, non-rapping version. Uh, hey, pastors, when you quote the Puritans, don't you see the look on our faces? Yeah, don't you see how, how we're responding to this? Like, you're quoting from a people and lifting up and exalting a group of people yeah. who largely were pro-slavery, some of them were chaplains on slave ships. and So Prop wasn't saying, and he's not saying in that song, that uh, all the Puritans are bad and all the Puritans were racists and mm-hmm. all the Puritans owned slaves. But he was trying to point out that when pastors hold up the Puritans uh, and talk about them as if they were faultless, as if they were yes. nearly... Um, infallible. Per- yeah, infallible, apostolic in, in their teaching, uh, that it's disheartening to a lot of African Americans because... They know some of the truth about that background, about the people. They know the history. Day. They know what they have right. done, that their practice doesn't really reflect this this gospel that we all believe in. Yeah, yeah. And so I heard this, and i got to be honest. When I heard it, I, I just received it. I heard it, and I thought, whoa. First of all, I only know a little bit about the Puritans' history as it relates to uh, slavery and the slave trade. Yeah. But I have a friend, uh, Richard Bailey, who is a scholar, a historian, and he wrote a book on it. So I thought, okay, so first of all, it was a gut check to me. Hey, fanboy, those Puritans were sinners just like you, and they are not nearly as perfect as you think they are. Exactly. And I needed to hear that. So I talked to Richard Bailey and uh, did an interview with him. We'll link all this in the show notes. And Bailey said, yes, um, when you get to uh, you know, North America and the Puritans who were here, uh, many of them owned slaves. Now, as far as I can tell, none of the Puritans that we read, uh, or very few of the Puritans, I don't know of any of the Puritans that we read, uh, I don't think they were slave holders. Some after the Puritan, like Jonathan Edwards, he's mm-hmm. not a Puritan, he's a false Puritan, he had slaves, uh, George Whitfield, uh, some people like that. But during the Puritan era, many of them in America did own slaves, but not the published guys, and only one really spoke against it, and that was Richard Baxter. Yeah. So at any rate, a lot of people got really riled up. They got upset that Prop was kind of taken on their idol. Prop was yeah. taken on their idol. Taken on my idol. And yeah. And so I said, "Wow." Um, and Prop isn't saying mm-hmm. get rid of the Puritans. That, no. That's not his. I know him. He's not saying get rid of the Puritans. He's saying check yourself. That's right. And his real point is so in in the context of hey, just watch yourself as you're interacting with us. You got to yeah. be careful here. In the midst of that, he's saying. Listen, uh, what we see in all of this is that God can draw a straight line with a crooked stick. That's really good. Yep. And, and he, he ref, it reflects back on himself. It's yep. just, he's just like with me. So that's really the point that he's making. I love that people got all upset. But so, you know, the fanboy is in danger of idolizing a group of people or a teacher or a preacher or whatever and not 
being honest about their faults or being able to disagree. And we've seen what happens, right? Like uh, we've had people fall, like public figures. Yeah. We've had Mark Driscoll, Tulian Chavijan. Uh, we've had be- people who... Darren Patrick. Darren Patrick. And so when these public figures fall, how do we, the friends of these figures, mm-hmm. pe- if you happen to know them, when they are criticized or when they are caught, how do you respond? Well, I would say you don't respond like a sycophant. You don't respond like a yes man just feeding into their their sin and in their blindness, right? And that's the issue. With, that's the problem with the sycophant. The sycophant is just this yes man uh, that people have surrounded themselves with. And so, uh, so first, like getting back to your question, is you need to critically engage the issue itself, right? Not the person. You're not. You're not saying the person themselves is is uh, horrible. But we all have sin. We, yeah. yeah. Total depravity aside, but I'm saying you're you're looking at it as your practice is wrong, right? And it's not glorifying to God. Correct brother yeah we don't i mean the people people who are caught in sin don't need fanboys they need friends Mm -hmm. and and friends yes friends are loyal but loyalty doesn't mean overlooking sin loyalty means i'm so loyal to you that i'm 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 going to say hey this is a problem that needs to be corrected yeah and if you're not a friend relationally if you're not a friend relationally then you're you're not a you don't want to be a fanboy who just you know say like oh this is these are lies these are schemes you don't know what's going on so you need to stay out of it and if things come to light and prove to be true, then you need to, you know, be able to say, okay, I, this is this was wrong. Yeah. And you know, this person, you know, in, in the case of some people, should not be in ministry anymore because mm-hmm. of what they've done. Other people are going to need to go through a time of restoration. And we've seen that recently. People right. speaking up and and saying, "Brother, I love you." Yeah. Step down. Right. And so let's just say that um, the danger of being a fanboy is the lack of discernment and the tendency towards idolizing people. Yeah. Um, but then you started talking about the sycophant, right? Yeah. So the sycophant is a little bit different um, in that the fanboy loves and admires and nearly worships mm-hmm. an individual, but the sycophant, you said, is a yes man. Yeah, it's, there's, no, there's no correction, right? Everything the person says goes. It kind of goes to like that next level of... of idolatry i guess if you want to say it like that right well i I think it's different though because my understanding of the sycophant is that yeah no there's no correction but it's not because they love the individual Mm. it's because the sycophant is ultimately out for themselves so you're thinking it's more much more of a self-serving i think so self-serving followership right it's the it's the butt kisser so it's like the fofo to the jojo. No, (laughs) no it's uh it's it's the it's it's the jofo to banner of truth we're just like, hey, Banner, what's up, what's up, baby? We love you so much. Can mm. we get some free stuff? No? Yeah. Okay. No, okay cool. How about if we do really good? No? Yeah. Okay. No, all, right. all right. Never mind. Thanks, guys. Um, so, yeah, we're, it is, it's the yes man who doesn't offer correction. It's not because they want to protect that person. Yeah. It's not because they love that person. It's because they want to be in the club. They That's want it. to be in the group. Or if, if it's a job or an employment, they want to be lifted up. They want to yeah, advance. advance to that next level, right? So there's no correction. So that means there's also no real support. Right. Totally. There's no real support for the individual. Uh, you're not really helping them. You're not really wanting what's best for them. You don't want to see God glorified in them. You want to use them to advance yourself in your own agenda. Totally. And it's, you know, it's, it's ugly. All of this is ugly. But this is so self-serving. This is so worldly. Mm-hmm. 
that uh, and you know you see this happening. You, you can see it clearly happening, like in workplaces or um, you know if you have friends that are in like the, the L.A. Hollywood scene yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like there's a, there's a lot of this, but this happens at every level. It happens in churches. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, it definitely happens at churches. You yeah. see it, right? People being groomed or uh, set up. Right, they're just going to roll with it. They're like, hey, this is messed up, but this is going to help me in the long run. Exactly. This is going to be worth it. I'm going to keep my mouth shut, and I'm going to go along with the flow. So there's, you know, in, in that context of, you know, the sycophant, the, the yes man, uh, there's no correction. You said there's no support. And that means that they're not real friends. No. Because real friends are not about themselves. Yeah. They're about the other person. They're going to offer correction. They're going to mm-hmm. offer support. They're going to do whatever they can for the better, uh, for the betterment of the other, not themselves. And that means there's real... Uh, Intimacy, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm using that in yeah. the, the best sense of the right. word, right? Right. Uh, there's real intimacy between the individuals that they know each other and they love each other enough, right? That they will will uh, even if it hurts the other, they will speak up. Yeah. Like we've experienced that you totally. and I with yep. with Pastor Pat, with yep. Pastor Brian, with Pastor Jeff, with yep. with Rob. Like we've we've discussed things amongst ourselves. We've called each other out on certain things, um, and we've brought things and you know to what? light. Church members have have called. Me uh, out, or yeah. you out, or Pat out. Exactly. Uh, maybe, maybe not Pat uh, as much. Not Pat. No, not Pat. Not Pat's, Pat's pretty good. Not Pat's Jeff. Good, not no. Jeff. Not maybe, Rob. Maybe Brian. I don't know. Um, but I don't think Rob either. I don't think right. So, so it's really just you. The guys and I. that are real screw ups get called out because Man, that, that's just you and I. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I just want to say thank you, Redeemer Fellowship, for putting up with us. No, but listen, that's what we need. That's what <laughs> well, that's I want. That's the love I that want, they have. I want people who are going to say, "Hey, you need to stop doing this." Yeah. You need to stop. Stop doing what you're doing because you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt others. This is dangerous. And so that then right there, I want to uh, now kind of maybe speak to uh, church planters. Okay, good. All right. Go. And go. Go, it, Jimmy, go. Go, go, go. Okay. Stop. Okay. 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 Stop it. <laughs> you know, I can't. All right. Um, so for the church planters, as you're setting up and as you're looking and as you're, you're looking at uh, qualified men, make sure you're not just filling the board. With yes men and fanboys, you're going to hurt yourself. You really, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt the church. church. Yep. You're going to hurt others, and you're going to. I feel like it is, it is dishonoring God yeah. with the stewardship of the body, with the the gift of the opportunity to plant a church and lead the people of God right. into worship. And so, make sure you don't just. Yeah, if there's a person that disagrees with you but loves you and is willing to walk alongside you and correct you but you get annoyed because they're correcting you well first i would say uh you probably shouldn't be planting a church yeah you should not be if you cannot take correction if you cannot see the love that an individual has for you to stand up to you yep then you should not be planting a church and you need to get out of the ministry go find a job at 7-eleven oh they're gonna get hate there too they're, well, they're, I don't know they, what they you can do. You know, then. Might as well throw go, your head in the sand. Yeah, go be a hermit. Listen, you 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 can't lead well if you aren't accountable to others, mm. and if others cannot help you because you are going to screw up. You, yep. you you're definitely, I guarantee it. You're gonna screw. You're gonna make big blunders, and it's tempting to want to put people around us who are just like us, exactly, because they're gonna you're gonna all have the same kind of flavor, the same perspective, and they're they're gonna go with what I think and what I say because they've already agreed to that. Right. So listen, when you're looking for leaders, you want guys that are theologically, confessionally on the same page. You want to have the same philosophy of ministry. Absolutely. But then in terms of personality, mm-hmm. in terms of giftedness, um, you need strong men who are able to deal directly with you without fear, yeah. and you need guys with different gifts 
and personalities because a bunch of people like me would ruin the church. Oh, but, yeah. But hey. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no but it's, you don't have to be that. Well, no, after, I'm just I'm – okay. Just, okay. Okay. So a bunch of people like Jimmy would also mess up the church. A um, bunch eh, of people – I don't know. Totally. And, and here's the thing. You know, whether it's a person who's very priestly and kind or a person who's very prophetic and loud, mm-hmm. if you're all the same, you're going to be out of balance and you're not going to be effective. Exactly. So, yeah, really good point, Jimmy. Uh, listen, we, we, we want to just kind of draw your attention back to Banner of Truth for a minute before we get to haters. Um, Banner of Truth is one of our favorite publishers. Yeah. May, maybe my favorite publisher in the sense that, wow, I mean, they really— Considering 50% of your bookshelf, and you've got a large library. It's, uh, it's, it's a big library. It's a good library. It's a good, I don't know how big it is. but It's pretty ban- big. Banner, uh, Banner of Truth was, you know, that's where I, I grew theologically so much in terms of my reading was once I, once I found Banner of Truth. And um, they've been publishing since the 50s. They've got a great story. Yeah. Um, they actually have a, they have a, a video oh, on their website. So, yeah. we we'll should link, link to that. that. We'll link, link to that. that. The video of how it, it all transpired. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, they're holding a Christmas sale. It's up to 50% off uh, and free shipping on orders over 50 bucks. So check the links in our show notes. Uh, at Doctrine and Devotion, and uh, be sure and, and get over there. Uh, you really ought to get that Jan, that John uh, Flavel or John sorry the, the Flavel Flav the John Flavel gift mm, set. Mm. Uh, I, I I just ordered it. Did you really? Yeah. I am hoping Michelle got it for me for Christmas. I don't think that happened. You don't think so? No, because she always asks me what you want. Yeah, yeah, and I told her you wanted slippers. So. I already have like a pair of slippers. That's why, why I, I that, want that, more. This is funny because you would hate it. That's oh. why it. Yeah. Merry Christmas, sucker. <laughs> All right, so we talked about fanboys. We talked about yeah. sycophants. What about the haters? You're talking about the overly critical? You mean yeah. those that are unhappy with another's success? Yeah. Th- th- eh, you mean those that are often, it's, it's stemming uh, from a jealous heart? Is that what you mean? Th- those haters. The haters going to hate? They be hating. Haters suckers? So, um, suckers haters? Can you, can you think of any examples of, of haters? Like, what? Like, when I, when I think about haters, uh, I think about, you, you, man, the internet is... Is the breeding oh. ground of, of haters oh. because you can you can get involved you can you can spout off without ever having to look a person oh. in the eyes and, and talk to them. Oh, uh, we gonna do this? What are you talking? You about? You gonna do this? What are you talking about? I'm gonna talk about the cowardliness of hiding behind your screen and saying whatever you want, but then you would never say it up front to the person because you you're a coward. Yeah, yeah. You you really big behind the screen. Right. I, I, it really frustrates me. I've met these guys who have been overly critical, very negative, and they just they have such a harsh tone, a harsh word. They're being ugly. And, um, and then I actually meet them in person. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they're all nice. They're all pussycats. Oh, hello, Pastor Joe. Oh, yeah, what's Thank up? Thank you for your gospel ministry. Yeah, well, what's up about what you said? Why don't, why, you were talking like how... Like, well, I appreciated uh, the dialogue that we had. No, it wasn't much of a dialogue, dude. You were just kind of spouting off like, like you want to say it now? You want to you talk Well, no, way? I just felt like you might, maybe it was misunderstood. I think, My heart behind it was a love for you. I think you misunderstood that uh, it's about... I'm, we're, I'm about to throw hands. Like like patty cake hands? Hands of praise? No, not that. Uh-uh. Hey, wait, I said patty cake. And then I changed it up to hands of praise. <laughs> you thought I was going to say hands of praise. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I well, is, that a, is that a saying? Hands of praise. I know, but who says, like, I'm going to throw hands of praise? No, they don't, but throwing hands, like... Well, fight. I thought maybe throwing hands was going to... Okay. So you get the idea, right? Yeah. The, 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 the people that, um, that man, yeah. let, let, let's, let's, be, let's be clear here, too. Um, haters are not people who are critical. That's different. Criticism I, I, I is good. overly critical. Right, overly... You were very clear. Uh, criticism is good and necessary mm-hmm. much of the time. 
Um, re- it's healthy. I, I need I need to know if my doctrine is out of tune. Yes. I, I need to know uh, if I if if I'm out of step with what the scripture says. So criticism is good. Rebuke is often necessary. So yes. we're not talking about criticism. We're not talking about rebuke. We're not saying it's wrong to address uh, false teaching or heresy. All of that is fair game. Yes. Haters are typically um, overly negative, and it's oftentimes driven by jealousy. They hate to see the progress mm-hmm. um, or the fame uh, or the, the well-known status or the platform or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're uncomfortable with it, so they start making digs on so, another person. But, yeah, I mean, is part of it then, like you said, this this jealousy? Like it, like I mentioned jealousy, so it's it's not that they just hate the individual. They hate what they're saying. But you also mentioned uh, they hate their status. And as part of that, they wish they were there. Well, some people for sure. I mean, it's not, again, there's, we're not dealing with one person. We're, we're talking about all kinds of people, and they all have different motives and mm, different things that enough, are driving them. Enough. But yeah, jealousy, I mean, the way that the, the, the basic concept of hater as it's used popularly today usually has jealousy behind yes. it. Jealousy, you know, uh, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. Right? You, get, you, you, know, you understand the phrase. It, you know, you, 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 you don't like that I'm winning, that I'm getting it done. So you really should have a problem with what's happening here yeah. in the whole, not me. And uh, what's happening now? Right. I got gotcha. you. Thanks, buddy. So um, the, the, the hater, we need to guard against this because I think we're all, we all step into this mode, mm-hmm. right? We, uh, when we don't, we don't like a person, we don't like a perspective, and instead of engaging them as a Christian brother or sister yeah. or just as a follower of Christ, maybe you're not talking to another Christian, uh, but instead of being you know, clear but kind, you know, um, direct but diplomatic. Yeah. Can I do it again? Yep. Without being, um, uh, well, without being fierce but being friendly. Oh. So I got it in there again. So those are my Baptist roots yeah, coming out. There of you go, that. buddy. Alliteration. Um, we've got to be able to address problems but maintain uh, a civil uh, approach, a civil, yeah. a, a civil tone. Then here's the thing uh, if y- the hater looks stupid, to everybody else, like by and large, the hater that spouts. Well, yeah, they look. They look foolish. Yeah, yeah, they look petty. Yeah, they look like a baby. Right, a big. They look like baby. a coward. <laughs> they, every, listen, I'm not trying to be pretty, rude. No, I'm everybody, just saying because I've been a hater. It. I've been a hater before, so I know my heart behind it. That's for me, but I've also been convicted of how I look to other people. All right now, so some of you guys uh, get a little sensitive, right? A little. What's the phrase? Butt hurt. Um, oh, about you can't say that. Uh, yeah, I can. No, you can't. Sure, I, can. I just did. Oh my goodness! So you can't they get say a, that. yeah, you get a spanking, your butt hurt. You know, you got you know, you get it. Um, they some people get a little butt hurt because um, they they got some criticism. Yeah, and then they get the criticism. They go, hey, you're hating. You're just hating. Mm-hmm. So we've we've got to be able to receive criticism. We've got to be able to recognize what's good in it. Yeah, because sometimes rebuke is often needed, even if it's coming from the wrong place. You exactly. still need to be able to go. Like, oh, what's, there might what's be some truth in that, and so right. you need to reflect upon that and say, okay, what is real? What is not? Right. And and move on from there. So don't be overly sensitive and call everybody a hater who mm-hmm. is merely a critic. Um, you know, the yeah, popu- like, yeah, like if you uh, uh, if you give us a two star review mm-hmm. on our uh, iTunes, I'm gonna let you know you you're a hater. <laughs> you a hater? <laughs> no, that's not true. So, I, I just I'm I'm concerned that there is a that there is on the one hand this tendency 
to be overly critical and then on the other hand or the other extreme and i wouldn't even call it extreme there's just another perspective yeah. where they are overly sensitive um we need to listen if, if, especially if you're a leader you need to have a thick skin yes you need to be able to take it and you know, how do you respond to a hater well first of all you don't really need to respond to them no they already look foolish but uh what you should do is you should evaluate yourself yeah because even if they're coming at you from a bad perspective, even if they are just hating, they still might have hit a proper note. Exactly. So take some – listen, it's happened to me even recently where somebody I think was coming at me and it was it was personal and it was – I don't think they're – I didn't get the impression from my knowledge of them that their heart was in the right place, but I, I think they're right. And I had to deal with that and I had to get over the fact mm. That, uh, wow, I, I do think that they were being overly critical and negative and jealous, but there's something, there was some truth in one of the things that they yeah. said, I need to deal with that. So what's, what are the opposite of these things? I mean, if we've got a, a fanboy and a sycophant, and a fanboy, a sycophant, and a hater all walked into the room, and oh, look at this. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Babineau. What up, Babineau? In the house. What you doing, man? Yeah, come on in. Yeah, come on in. So uh, one of the church members, Jeffrey Babineau, just walked in. Mm-hmm. To La Vida. Now, are you just in here for a minute, or are you, are you sticking around? All right, he's, st- he's sticking around. He's sticking around. So we're talking about, uh, if people don't know, we're recording uh, at La Vida. Yeah. yeah we should have said that. Yeah, I think we did. Did we? I don't remember. I don't remember. No, because I said about the coffee. Oh, that's right. Well, I don't know. Well, anyways, we're recording at the cigar shop, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're, uh, we're just kind of sitting around talking. And Jeffrey, what we're talking about is uh, fanboys sycophants and haters mm. yeah yeah so it's good that you're here because you're a hater we know that uh we know how jealous and mean-spirited and critical you are about um all things so so <laughs> yeah that sounds like jeffrey no so so we talked about what those things are mm-hmm. uh, if a fanboy is lacking discernment and yep. tends to idolize people or movements what's the opposite uh i mean i would say a friend i would say uh like I'm thinking of like as iron sharpens iron. It's not just someone that's going to take everything hook, line, sinker, but someone that's going to challenge and encourage and to spur someone on in godliness. And in the midst of learning from them that's right, right. and appreciating them. Yep. Okay, so then the opposite of a sycophant, which is the butt kisser, the the person who is a yes man, the one who mm-hmm. is really kind of out for themselves and not critiquing another um, – I mean, I guess you could use the same word friend, yeah. but it seems to me that the opposite would be a person uh, who genuinely loves, mm-hmm. who, who genuinely um, is interested in the well-being of another person, yep. not just uh, for uh, – they're, they're interested in this person not for what they can get out of it, but for how uh, they can consider them worthy of more honor, yeah. uh, how they can uh, improve their life, and then the opposite of a hater. I mean, I'm just thinking just – I'm just thinking like a brother, right? Like, so I, I guess I just feel like all these things, you're, you're really summing it into love. Someone that's going to like a loving friend, a loving brother or sister, a, a loving Christian, someone that's going to come alongside and walk alongside you. So I, I don't know. I can't think of uh, opposite of hate is love. I don't know what else to go with that. Right. All right. So uh, don't be a fanboy. Yeah, I mean, don't don't be a sycophant. Don't and don't don't be a hater. And when you see people that are these things, uh, don't. Don't put them on blast. 
because you know, then, then, then you become what you're not supposed to be. You know, you don't need to go crazy. You know, when I receive criticism or when, when Jimmy receives uh, somebody like really blowing up at him, our, what we want to do is we, we want to put them on blast. We want to we take them down and embarrass oh, yeah. them uh, for being stupid. Uh, but, but the best thing to do— Or perceived dumb. Right, yeah. We, what we want to do is instead take a, take a beat, take a breath, and then if, you're, if you need to engage, then explain what's happening, what, what you think they might be missing. Listen, man, you're, I, it's good that you appreciate this person, but there's, there's more here. Mm-hmm. They're not perfect. And so you need to be willing to address what's right or the sycophant or the hater. And really the hater is the one that tends to provoke the most. Uh, uh, they like to poke the bear. Yeah, they want visceral response yeah. tends to come from the haters. They're trying to troll you. Best thing to do is uh, when you're getting that, just pray and ask God to teach you guard your heart and if you need to respond do so with grace and love big thanks to justin of j bond media the audio visual wizard of doctrine and devotion if you've got any audio video or photography need head on over to jbondmedia.com and hit him up you can leave us a review an honest five-star review at itunes or whatever your podcast provider is you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Doc and Devo and Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on over to our website, DoctrineDevotion.com, and there you can click on the Contact Us page. You can uh, fill out the form, send us your comments, your ideas, your suggestions, your critical thoughts. We read them. We pray for you. We try to respond, but we get a lot of messages, and so it's kind of hard to, uh, to get back to everyone. Finally, you can tell a friend. If this podcast has been encouraging, uh, if it's been useful, share it with others. Cool. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday at uh, DoctrineAndDevotion.com. Later. Later.